two, three, go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past two weeks, we've had three posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we summarized the study where the authors found that blood tests may differentiate people with an acute concussion from peers. However, for now, we need to rely on multiple clinical tests to diagnose a concussion. In the next post, we introduced the European Society for Sports Traumatology, Knee Surgery, and Arthroscopies consensus statement on the management of traumatic meniscal tears. Finally, in the third post, we described the study where the authors reported that about one in five young athletes with an anterior cruciate ligament reconstruction with an autograft had an ACL injury in either knee during the first six years after the initial surgery. A person with a hamstring autograft was about two times more likely to have a new ipsilateral ACL injury within those six years than someone with a bone patellar bone tendon graft. If we take a closer look at that last study, we find that the authors used data from a prospective six-year cohort study to identify the incidence of ACL graft revisions and contralateral ACL injuries among high school or college-age athletes who previously received a bone patellar tendon bone or hamstring autograft. A total of 770 participants had a primary ACL reconstruction at one of seven sites in the consortium and completed the six-year follow-up assessment. At six years after surgery, the study staff asked participants if they had any ACL graft revision or contralateral ACL tears resulting in a new ACL reconstruction. Overall, about 20% of participants had an ipsilateral or contralateral injury within the six years of the initial surgery. A patient with younger age, high-grade knee laxity, or hamstring autograft was more likely to experience an ipsilateral ACL revision than their peers. Specifically, a person with a hamstring autograft was about twice as likely to experience a new ipsilateral ACL injury. Graft type, though, was unrelated to contralateral ACL injury. Overall, these findings highlight that we need to be more proactive in helping patients avoid a new ACL injury after their first surgery. Furthermore, someone with a hamstring autograft may be more likely to re-injure that knee again. These findings complement findings from two population-based cohorts and a clinical trial, which indicated that a hamstring autograft might be related to a greater chance of ipsilateral re-injury. It would be helpful to understand more about the care, such as the rehabilitation and return to play protocol, as well as activities, such as the level of competition, sport, or position within the follow-up period, and how they influence the risk of a new injury. It would also be helpful for clinicians to know about any technical differences in surgical techniques and how these may influence outcomes. Until these studies can be completed, clinicians should make sure to discuss with their patients the 
patients' expectations so that all clinical decision makers are well informed. Furthermore, as athletes prepare to return to activity, it may be beneficial to incorporate critical elements of an injury prevention program to help reduce their risk of sustaining a new injury and to ensure they qualify for return to play. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was an article in the Journal of Athletic Training that reported on a randomized clinical trial that led the authors to suggest that ankle joint self-mobilization and CrossFit training were effective in improving ankle range of motion, balance, and self-reported instability among people with chronic ankle instability. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses that are available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries, the courses, and the article on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.